welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. So this morning we're going to be looking at something completely different. Um, We're going to be looking at tiredness, being tired. I don't have to have a a gift of prophecy to think, man, everyone is just so tired um, these days. And maybe not so much physically tired, but definitely spiritually tired, emotionally tired, mentally tired. We're just living in one of those times. I actually don't, and we've had some ups and downs in our ministry, I don't think there's ever been a time that I've been more weary than I have today. Um, And that's all right, because I've been encouraging myself in the Lord, and I want to present a message to you um, about this. But before I do that, I'm just going to mention COVID like once. Um, This is sort of almost like the week for us as a church oversight. We're looking like we're going into the the traffic lights very, very soon, and we're going to have to make some challenging uh, decisions as an oversight team. So I don't know if you guys have seen the text that went out or the emails of the survey. We, survey, we want to get your guys' heart. We want to have you guys, give you guys the opportunity to, to give us some input. Um, so please, if you haven't filled in that survey, please do so. The challenge for, for me and us is um, we, we love people. That's one of our values. And we are also an outward-focused church. So we want to uh, make every opportunity available for all people to, to come in and have that opportunity to, to, to make Jesus their saviour. So um, with balancing those two, that, that is a challenge. And, and I want to say this week we're going to be in so much prayer um, discussion, but it's coming to a time where we need to make a decision as to how we're going to move forward. So please pray for us and please fill out that survey and hopefully we will have clarity by the end of the week. And I will still have a job. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway, let's have a look at weariness this morning. Like I said, we are all so weary. And that's sort of like a word that not many of us say. We just say sort of like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm just so you know, worn out. Um, weary, when I'm talking about it, is W-E-A-R-Y. That means... Um, to grow tired, to become exhausted, to be worn out, to be fatigued. I'm not talking about weary as in W-A-R-Y, which is like cautious. So in our Kiwi language, it just sounds the same, weary and weary. Um, It's just the way our our, um, accent is. But So yeah, tiredness. And I'm going to be looking at and focusing spiritual tiredness, uh, emotional and um, just just mental. And I really do believe it's going to be um, a very relevant and a very encouraging Uh, message today. So my first point, everyone can succumb to weariness. You're not a bad person or a weak person if you are weary. You are simply a person. And uh, as as we will see, some of the greatest men and and, and women in the Bible um, were very, very weary. It says in Isaiah 40 verse 30, even youths, youths, youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. If it can happen to the youths, it can happen to those of us that aren't so youthful anymore. And just just a word of encouragement to the younger generations, having to put dishes in a dishwasher is not hard work. Just saying that. Um, that is not a cause for, oh, I'm so weary. It's, no, sorry, it just doesn't fly. Uh, <laughs> But we can all get weary. In 1 Kings 19, 1-5, it's about an incredible prophet called Elijah. And 
he has just um, had this incredible duel with the living God and, and the God that oh, called Baal that the, the, the satanic priests were worshipping. And um, the real God showed himself true on the day. Elijah was the, the sort of the spearhead for that. And it was a nationwide revival was happening. This is like going to be an gr- amazing thing. Everyone was turning back to God. 1 Kings 19, 1-5, when Ahab, the evil king, got home, he told Jezebel, his wife, everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah, may the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. Elijah was afraid and he fled for his life. He was weary. He was exhausted. He was Worn out, he went to Bathsheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. So often when we get weary, we just want to isolate ourselves. We want to push help and encouragement away. It is the worst thing we can do. But we see Elijah was doing the same thing here. Then he went on alone in the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed there that he might die. So it was pretty, this is like after nationwide revival had just happened and he's just so worn out. He's so tired. He's had enough of all the stress and the pressure and the shaking. I have had enough, Lord. Take my life for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. And then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. This happened after a great breakthrough. He isolated himself. He was absolutely exhausted. But we see here because he was a child of God, God had his back and God sent an angel to encourage him. Be encouraged that God, he, he is after you. He is with you. He is for you. He will help you even in the times when we feel so exhausted. He's right there. And I love that encouragement that we are in the hands of a living and loving God and He's never gonna drop us and He's never gonna let us go. I love that. So He was given supernatural strength and I'm gonna be praying for supernatural strength at the end of this message today. And the angel said, what on earth are you doing, Elijah? You're a man of God. You know, take some hardened up pills. You need to like, get on with your ministry, nationwide revival, get back. He actually didn't d- do that. He just encouraged him. There was no condemnation here, which I love about our God. He, he, he does discipline, he does correct, he does instruct, but there's no condemnation here, which I find is so amazing. So if you're tired, if you're worn out, if you just want to give up, you know, there's no condemnation here with you or for you this morning. Either. So that's my first point. Every one of us can get tired and weary. Number two, it is possible though to endure and not to succumb to weariness. So on one hand, we understand it's, it's a human trait, we get weary. But on the other hand, we don't have to be weary, which is like a challenge and an encouragement at the same time. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8, Though we experience every kind of pressure, I preached on this last week, it's my favourite verse at the moment. So though we are experiencing every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we are not out. Now, some of us need to, to memorize that and, and, and speak it over our lives regularly. It is a living and active Word of God. It's a promise. In Revelation 2, 3, this is what Jesus says, I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake. You have not grown weary. So that was Jesus talking to a specific 
church um, in the book of Revelation, and it's, it's a prophetic book, so we can grab that and apply it to our lives. But back in those days, it was a, a real group of people, just like we are a real community of believers. And in Jesus is encouraging, you have been perse- perse- persevering, you have endured patiently, and you have not grown weary. So we can endure through this time, and we, can, we don't have to grow weary. Isn't that an amazing promise? We can thrive through this time. So I'm grabbing a hold of that as well. Um, Another translation puts it this way. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Love that. So, so far, everyone can succumb to weariness. You're not a bad human if you do. You're just a human. Secondly, it is possible, though, to endure and not to be weary, not to succumb to weariness. So that's like a window of grace that we can live in as sons and daughters of God, which I love. And thirdly, it gets even better. There is a reward for those who don't give up, even though they may be weary. There is a reward. Uh, Galatians 6 verses 9 to 10. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap. If we do not give up, so then as we have opportunity, let's do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Um, The NLT uh, translation of the Bible says, at the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. We will reap a harvest. There is gonna be blessing for us If we don't give up, such a a, a tragic thing to think that perhaps there are a lot of people that have been going on um, triumphantly with God and something happens, they get disillusioned, they get offended, they get hurt, and they, they give up just before the blessing. Isn't that sad? Just before. It's like I saw a a YouTube clip of this guy, Uh, it was like a a cycle race, and he was uh, winning the race just about to cross the, the finish line, and he does a wheelie on his bicycle, and he falls over. And then like people pass him, um, and he doesn't come first. It's like, it's so ridiculous, but it happens. I mean, our lives as believers, it is so easy, and, and the temptation is there just like to give up and to like, oh, I've had enough. Don't become weary of doing, up, of doing good, because in due time, This is a promise of God. You will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Hold on, don't give up. So uh, a few weeks ago when we were in lockdown, I talked about how to live worry-free because again, during times of shaking, we can succumb to to worry. Uh, I just wanna share with us how to live weary-free during this time. So first of all, uh, basically the, the points are The renewal is in the resting, the strength comes in the waiting, and the promise is for the taking. I know you guys are all taking notes, so um, that'll be worth gold for you. And uh, if if you're not, um, we've got the the notes on the Bible app, and if if you want to know how to to get those, maybe just talk to the info desk after service. Um, So how to live weary-free, point one, the renewal is in the resting, so... Uh, a few years ago, I really got into running. I loved running, doing the loop. Um, I was just so into it for like about three weeks. <laughs> 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 uh, 
as I do when I get caught up in a new hobby. It's just like I'm researching everything and I'm telling everyone about it. And then it's sort of like, no, but the reason why this stopped is because of a childhood injury to my knee. Um, I, just, I just could not run. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really, really bummed me out that I can't run, although I love cycling when I can. Um, but then, yeah, out of that, I was doing a whole lot of reading and a whole lot of searching, uh, researching, and I found this. It's on uh, therunnersguide.com backslash rest for those of you that uh, want to do some further study. And this is what it says. One of the common misconceptions about running is that running every day is the best idea for improving performance. These runners may believe this because they think by running every day they are giving themselves the most practice and the best opportunity to build up strength, speed and endurance. However, this is flawed logic because the body actually needs rest days to recover and improve. Remember, uh, as it is in the body, so it is for the soul. Days of rest are necessary for runners because without regularly scheduled rest days, the runner is at risk of injuries associated with overtraining. Injuries which typically occur when a runner is putting too much stress on the body and not allowing regular rest days for recovery. Once these injuries occur, they can be very difficult to overcome and a lengthy period of not running is typically required before the runner is fully healed. Another reason why rest days are so important to runners is they allow the runner to not only recover but also improve. See, the strength comes in the resting. It is important to realize rest days are when improvements are made and muscles have time to repair and strengthen. When this happens, speed, endurance, and strength are all improved. Therefore, rest days are absolutely necessary for a runner to realize the payoff of all his hard work. So often we think resting is for resting, but you find strength in the resting. You find improvement in the resting. I love that. In our, in our Christian lives, we want to go from strength to strength. We want to take that next step. And that is going to be a theme for a new church in 2022. But we've got to realise that resting is so important. The renewal comes in the resting. And you think, well, sweet, I'm into resting. I'm just going to rest all the time. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that. No, because if you do that, if you rest without training, you're just going to become fat and lazy and unhealthy and prone to injury. See, the two go hand in hand. We are training. We are working out our salvation. We are discipling others, but we also rest at the same time. There's an incredible beauty of balance there. And we need to be recharged. No, I, I was preaching the second service last week and I was a little bit worried, just a little bit because my phone was like on about 3% and my tablet was like on about 4%. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad at, at being disciplined to recharge uh, my stuff. Um, but these are all fully charged this morning because I knew I was going to be talking about this today. Um, but how do we recharge our phones? Have you actually thought about this? Okay, recharging our phone. I'm just going to put it down. I'm not going to use it. It's just going to be resting there and my phone is going to recharge. No, your phone is not going to recharge by just leaving it alone. What if I do some research about how to recharge my phone? I do some research and maybe download an app that tells me the points about how to recharge my phone. Okay, I've got all the knowledge now. My phone's going to be recharged. No, your phone is not going to be recharged by that either. How do we recharge our phones? 
How, what is the only way we recharge our phones by making sure it's plugged into the power supply or a power supply? That is the only way these phones will ever recharge and, and, and gain their power back is if it is plugged into a power supply. We must, in our resting, plug into the power supply. And I know for us, a lot of us, because we're tired and weary and we've done a hard day's work, we, we plug ourselves into things like Netflix um, and video games, and those things aren't bad in themselves because we need recreation in our lives. But I want to tell you a, a, a quite a strong truth this morning that watching Netflix probably is not going to recharge your spiritual batteries. I love a, a lot of, you know, especially documentaries and stuff, but my spirit um, is probably not going to do a lot to recharge my spirit. I need to be plugged in to Jesus. And how did Jesus do this? Because man, he worked hard. If you read through the Gospels, he was ministering all the time. And there are several verses about this, but I just wanna pick out one. Uh, Mark 1 verse 35. The next morning, Jesus got up long before daylight, left the house while it was dark and made his way to a secluded place to give himself to prayer. So he made that Best part of the morning. He owned his morning. And this was the way I believe Jesus, he was God, but also in his humanity, was able to do what he did. He learned the art um, of making the priority in his life of, of plugging into his father and recharging his spiritual batteries. And you're thinking, wow, he was praying all the time. It's like praying's really hard, Simon. When you look at that word, and, and I love this, um, Oh man, how do I pronounce that? Prosukamahi? No, it probably doesn't sound anything like that. Um, but that's where we get this word prayer when it says Jesus went to pray and he, he, he prayed a lot. Um, he, he secluded himself, went to a, a quiet place. That word um, simply means to interact with the Lord, to interact, to spend time with the Lord. So it's not just one person praying a shopping list out of duty or legalism or whatever. It's, it's spending time with God, interacting. It's a two-way conversation. It's hanging out with Jesus and just spending time in His presence. So, so yes, praying and, and presenting your petitions to the Lord is a component of that, but it's all about relationship. You know, you can pray a list to God and really not have any relationship with Him at all. It's like going to a shop and say, can I, can I have like a coffee? Um, and they say, sweet, and they give you a coffee. You know, I have no real relationship with the person who just gave me the coffee. Unless I know the person who gave me the coffee. So we can actually dialogue and ask for stuff with someone who we really don't have any relationship at all. What Jesus did, he interacted with his father. It's so much bigger. It's so much more exciting and wonderful than just presenting a shopping list. Remember, we need to rest. But to recharge our spiritual batteries, it's, it's, it's really doing stuff that we know is gonna be good for our spirit. Second, the strength comes in the waiting. Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31. I love this. And I'm gonna be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. And I know some people are gonna be really happy with that. Even the youths, shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. To wait upon it, it means to look for, to hope, to expect, to linger. It's a, uh, an active waiting. It's not a passive waiting. It's not like a, I'm just going to go and sleep and wait for that to happen. It's, it's a, a passive. It's an expectant waiting. To wait upon the Lord, you will renew your strength. And, and an easy way to understand this is you go to a restaurant. What is the person that serves you called? Their name is a waiter. They are the waiter, and why are they called a waiter is because they wait upon you with expectancy. They are there, and they want to serve you. Uh, they, they want to, to, to help you. They're there for you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew the strength. As we wait upon God, as we, as we there with expectant hearts, we want to serve God. And that's not a striving, stressful thing. It's just a position of our heart. And, and the Bible is clear. We will renew our strength as we wait upon the Lord. Love that. I'm grabbing hold of that. I'm going to declare it over people and prophesy that very, very soon. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And in the NLT, they will soar high on wings like eagles. How do eagles soar? Do they like flap around like a chicken a couple of feet above the ground? No, they just they stretch their hands out. And they make very little effort, actually. It's the, it's the wind currents, and, and they just soar higher and higher and higher. There is not a lot of striving. They just stretch out their hands. Why do we stretch out our hands? Or in what context? In, in church, worship, in prayer, in surrender, there's not a lot of striving. But you've got to remember, eagles can't soar in the nest. They need to be out of the nest. They need to be doing. They need to be expectant. They need to be waiting. And that is a promise for us. Thirdly, the promise is for the taking. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. This is an open invitation. Jesus is saying this is available for you right now. And just unpacking that a bit, come to me all who are weary. I will give you rest. Take my yoke let me teach you, you will find rest. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. I know I've sort of gone over this before, but I think it was in 2016, we were stressing out, well, I was, because we were just about to, it came like the D-Day for pouring a lot of money into um, an 800-seater auditorium, which we're gonna ha we were going to have to build. Uh, our, our building consent was going to run out. Just imagine having an 800-seater auditorium in this day and age with all, this, all the crazy things that are going on. Anyway, um, it was pretty much going to bankrupt the church, but I was going to put a lot of money into it. That was stressing me out. Other issues we're having uh, was stressing me out. Um, climate conflict, relational issues were stressing me out. And I just I went over to Fiji, and I honestly really felt like I was going to have a heart attack over there because I was having panic attacks. Anyway, to cut a long story short, um, spent a night in the hospital, and the doctors were saying, Simon, something's happened to your heart. Um, and it was all stress 
induced. And that was a bit of a scary time because I still consider myself quite young. And I was thinking, is this what you've got for me, Jesus? You've asked me to, to carry these responsibilities, but it's, it's, it's probably going to kill me. And he gave me this verse, and it was so powerful. I know I say every verse is my favorite verse, but this is my favorite verse. <laughs> Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Then it says, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. The yoke is like um, a cross beam over, made of wood uh, that went over two uh, cows, cattle, um, oxen. That was the yoke. It was usually made uh, specifically custom made for the neck of, of those oxen. And the burden was, they, they used to carry some heavy burdens. Um, so just have that sort of picture in your mind. Yoke is easy. The way God is calling us to carry things and His burden is like what He is calling us to carry. And, and this is an incredible truth and hopefully it's a life truth that, that I carry and I need to remind myself about it all the time. If you are doing what God has called you to do, which is our burden, the way God calls us to do it, which is the yoke, we are promised grace. Grace is supernatural enablement and empowerment to do what God has called us to do if we're doing it the way God has called us to do it. Isn't that an incredible promise? So everything Jesus is asking us to do, everything, if we do it the way He has called us to do it, which is usually custom built for us, we can live in this incredible place of rest and grace and supernatural empowerment. So if we are outside of that, if we are burning out, if we are stressing out, then something's not quite wrong, not quite right. And it's not to do with Jesus. It's either other people placing unrealistic expectations upon ourselves or us as ourselves placing unrealistic expectations on ourselves. I love that, thinking just a little bit more, the yoke was usually for two oxen. So it's for, if you take the analogy in the word picture, myself and someone else. Who is that? That's Jesus. Because we have been called to be co-partners with him. So Jesus is helping us. He's, he's there. He's our saviour. He's also our, our big brother. And, and with this whole context, you had the, when, when, when they were breaking in younger oxen, you had a strong, mature oxen who was pretty much pulling all the weight anyway and, and a younger oxen that was pretty much there just learning what to do. And that is Jesus and us. He's with us every step of the way. We don't have to freak out. We don't have to burn out. And I absolutely love that. Are we striving though? Right now in our weariness, why are we weary? Why are we tired? Are we trying to do things in our own strength? Or are we resting in the Lord? So in conclusion, Psalm 23, verse 1 onwards, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Um, literally, if you want to have a, a bit of a, a word study, he leads me beside still waters. Those waters literally mean waters of rest. He restores my soul. And in the New Living Translation, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything or I have all I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. He renews my strength. 
Our strength can be renewed. I like that word renew. It's a good name for a church. He leads me beside waters of rest. He renews my strength. And I'll finish with this. Matthew 8, 23 to 24. Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but Jesus was asleep. So Jesus had this incredible sense of destiny and purpose on his life. All these external pressures were were upon that boat and he was able to find such peace that he was sleeping there when everyone else was freaking out. There's an old Sunday school um, song that I used to love growing up. With Christ in my vessel, I can smile at the storm. We are Christ's vessel. We've, We've asked Jesus into our lives. So we have Jesus on the inside. With Jesus on the inside of us, we can smile at the storm. Everything that's going on around us right now, we can have this place of absolute grace and peace and rest. If we look for it, it is available for all of us. And if ever there was anyone I'm preaching to in the world right now, I'm preaching to myself. With Christ in my vessel, I can smile at the storm. The key component of that though is we need to have Jesus on the inside of us. We need to let Jesus in and surrender our whole lives to Him. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.